Welcome to the Flicky Podcast, where even good films get bad reviews. I am your host, Chris, and I am joined, as always, with the star of the Flicky Podcast, John. How are we doing today? Good, man. Let's uh, <clears throat> stick with tradition and talk about the weather again. Yeah. It's freezing out. Do you know when, apparently, they said yesterday that New Hampshire, at one point with the wind chill, was negative 106 degrees? Okay. That's crazy. That's fake. That can't be real. No. What does that even mean, negative 106 degrees? I guess they no. measured it from the top of a mountain or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Because it's not on the ground. Because you would die. Like, immediately. Yeah, you would die. It's like being on Pluto. Yeah. Well, because that would be what on Celsius? I, I don't know. Zero is 32. Yeah, exactly. So who, what's who the, the fuck person knows? who cares about Celsius? It's stupid. Well, we're the, Celsius is dumb. We're the only ones that do Fahrenheit. Okay, but it makes Fahrenheit makes more sense. Why? It's a zero to a hundred scale. It it works. No, that's Celsius. No, no, no. What I mean is, it's much better for the human brain. It's a hundred degrees out. You know that's hot. Yes. It's the scale makes more sense. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I get, I get what you're 30, saying. Thirty. That's low. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In terms yeah, of yeah, how yeah, the brain yeah, works. Yeah. 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 It's dumb. <laughs> Minus one hundred and six. Yeah. It's got. It had to be. At the top of like some atmosphere where it's crazy. Yeah. They were showing like Vermont was negative 32 and like. Because you have to factor in that's the wind chill. Also. Yeah, yeah, we're factoring so may, wind chill. Yeah, it feels like. So negative what is 106? it? Uh, so even if Imagine it feels going out like and they're like it was 200 degrees. Yeah. Out, what does that even mean? It means we're all dead. Yeah, we're dying. We're fried. Yeah. It so. means you're not going out. You're dead. Stupid weather. Report, uh, but it is I couldn't take a shower cold. this morning. Cause There's no hot water. The the pipes froze. Oh no! I didn't even think of that. <laughs> the pipes froze, so I didn't take a shower this morning. Jeez, that's rough. I was not happy. I just accepted it and yeah. you know moved on. We're gonna live with that. Yeah. Just don't touch anything. Yeah, for a couple of days. My mom, my mom was like, uh, "Maybe you can take a sh- uh, maybe you can like throw warm water in the kitchen sink on you." I'm like, yeah. "I'm not doing that." Go to Planet Fitness. Sign up for ten bucks. <laughs> You're ch- I'm you're not going out anywhere, so who gives a shit? Yeah. So it doesn't matter to me. Um, yeah, it's it's cold here. And it's going right back to like 40 degrees in two days. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be 55 in like on Tuesday, I think. Don't get it. Don't yeah. know how weather works. No. Nope. Don't want to know. No, no. At least it's not windy like last night. Yeah, last night was brutal. Yeah, yeah. This is actually fine. I wouldn't yeah. want to walk like a long time in it, but last night, not fun. Not fun in New York. Um. Uh. So, do you want to go in right into Rick and Morty the movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's jump into it. Uh, oh, it's, Chinese it's, edition. <laughs> if uh, if you didn't get the joke, I I hope you do at some point get the joke. But we are doing everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, it I is. I kept calling it everyone, everything, all at once. Uh, yeah. Who cares? Uh, it's directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneidert. Who the are Daniels. known as the Daniels uh, professionally? Um, let's go into it. I gave my Rick and Morty joke, but it's not. I don't think I'm that far off. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways. So we talked about, and we've talked about it before. Um, how you have these movies that are getting all the accolades, and mm-hmm. you hope it get it's getting all the good reviews yep. from the critics, mm-hmm. universal acclaim. Universal acclaim on the audience end as well. Yeah, people and, like this movie. Yeah, and you think, okay, well, I was 
quite, you know, I guess I'm not cynical enough yet. Mm -hmm. But I was quite confident. I was like, okay, Michelle Yeoh, I mean, it just hit all the boxes. And I'm like, this seems like a fun film. And I said last week, if it was as good as everyone's saying or near as good as anyone's saying, it's going to crush it at the Oscars. It's still going to win a bunch of Oscars, Mm -hmm. but uh, I don't like this, this. I thought it was all right. This movie is whatever. It's in a strong year. This movie uh, shouldn't be anywhere near close. No, to no. I getting. and I said that. I said this. It's is, also not going to win Best Director. I agree with you now. This is not a these best guys are winner. too young. Yeah, they're like thirty-five. Uh, yeah, so yeah. it's like their first movie. They, I said not, so. They aren't going to win Best Director. Actually, Spielberg is going to as actually now. I'm now I'm seeing at the li- looking back at the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spielberg is going to win by default, basically. I think. Yeah. I I th- remember when we talked about Coda, and it's like this is a solid first movie for yeah. you to launch your career for bigger and better things, more artistic films, all that jazz. I kind of feel the same way about this movie with the, in respect to the Daniels. I feel like they they have sh- shown uh, that there's talent there, um, regardless of if you like the movie or not. You can sent you can see. There's something uh, malleable and workable there, and that they will have a career, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I don't think this is a best picture winner, uh, or material. I think it's just an. I think it's an okay movie, with a very uh, positive message, that doesn't um, preach to you, which I think is a good thing. So sure. it's a message movie that it that doesn't. Uh, uh, you know, talk down to its audience, which I think is good. I think yeah. that's one of the. And it's, it's not kind a of the rock, film. It's a rock. It's kind of like the Rocky effect. When the Rocky came out, it was positive. It came out after uh, the Vietnam War and Watergate, so people are looking for yeah. a movie that gives you some hope and some goodness. This is in a v- very similar vein because it's your. I view it as an allegory to what how today is, how uh-huh. people who do not aren't liking one another for their stances on a lot of different issues. And the message of this movie is that we have to come together at, at, in some way and just respect and love one another and try to figure out a way to coexist, which I think is a nice message and it's not preachy about it, which is also, I think, good. Uh-huh. However, when you start thinking about what this story is, uh, you really can't think about the how and why and the what and all that stuff because uh you're going to find a lot of uh holes yeah in my um, opinion so if you just go around with the ride i think you would enjoy it more but if you are if you're looking into like how this script is uh done there's a shitty script there's issues i don't think this is a i'm just gonna say i don't think this is a good movie i don't like it uh these guys started as music video directors and i think so and most, sure, people I do. Most people do, but uh, this is a very well shot music video, but the story doesn't make any sense. It's you can't really track it. I find that there's zero emotional tension throughout the film because they're just throwing wacky things at you the entire time. Yeah. The only time the second half of the film, I'll say, was better. I like the whole... Well, we finally got to know who the characters are a little bit. Yeah, when, when what's his name? It only when, took an hour and 15 minutes to get into yeah, that. Yeah, when Multiverse uh, Dad died, 
what what did she call him? Uh, it was Alf Gong. No, uh, it was Alpha. Alpha Gong. His name might actually be Gong. Uh, Alpha Gong was the uh, grandfather. Uh, okay. Uh, Alpha Waymond. Okay, I'm pretty sure she called. What, what was what's her what's her family's last name? What's the husband's last name? Wong. Alpha Wong. She called him Alpha Wong. So when he died, and he's like, "Oh, she's uh, you know." Uh, whatever she says, that was actually a nice moment. I actually cared about that. Mm-hmm. Um, even towards the end, when they went through her life and they were juxtaposing between her and in terms of the message, like you said, you know, the message basically being like this woman, this version of her, of Evelyn, yep. of Evelyn, was the strongest one because this is the one that actually failed, failed all the time. Well, well no, no, no. She failed all the time, but she got her strength from her husband and her daughter and her family. Yeah. She actually uh, chose love over everything else. That seemed to be the message. And I like that. That's nice. Everything they throw at you doesn't really make sense. I mean, like she it's it's like like you said, Rick and Morty meets the Matrix meets Jet Li's The One. Did you ever see Jet Li's The One? No, but there was very in the IRS fight scenes very clearly inspired by the Matrix. Yeah, well, even the story, though, like even like on The Matrix, you get programmed kung fu and jujitsu. Yeah. This time you got to do a time jump from multiverse, uh, you know, and do a weird yeah. thing on the multiverse because that and I and that does make sense in terms of the logic of the film. OK, you have to do uh, a weird thing that creates a thread to a multiverse where you can learn kung fu because your other multiverse person learned kung fu although i know kung fu yeah so that's just the matrix she's <laughs> the one she's the one person in the multiverse yeah uh that can defeat the great evil that's the matrix it's also jet Li's the one yeah because in jet Li's the one people probably don't know this film with jet Li and jason statham it's an awful film um <laughs> but basically the story is there's a bunch of multiverses and one of the Jet Li's in the multiverse discovers that every time a Jet Li dies in another multiverse, mm-hmm. all the other Jet Li's get more powerful. So he wants to be the most powerful Jet Li in the universe. <laughs> so he kills all the Jet Li's, and there's okay. only one Jet Li left besides him and the other Jet Li. And if he mm-hmm. kills this last Jet Li, they would, you know, and they have superpowers. It does actually track in the logic of it. it doesn't make sense when you think about it. There's billions of people and with billions of multi- tr- trillions of multiverses. Yeah. Um, I guess there's a limited amount in that film, but yeah. like. If Chris Wolpert in another universe died... Just doxed me, John. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry. Should we <laughs> cut like... that? Uh, so let me repeat that so you look it up. <laughs> it's okay. I don't care. If a Chris in another universe died... Um, <laughs> just going to keep this it. Chris, <laughs> this Chris becomes more powerful. Yeah. That's not like real life, but whatever. No, that is, that's actually not how real life works at all. Yeah. Uh, you just get more... You just get stronger. Anyway, but, I'd kill so many versions of me yeah, if that was possible. Movie logic. I wouldn't feel bad about killing me. Yeah, and he found a way to get there. Whatever. It's a sci-fi film. Yeah. So this takes from that probably. There's always plot holes in sci-fi films. Yes, always. Um, I also just hate the whole multiverse thing. It's such a stupid concept to me. It doesn't make any sense. It's completely made up. It's just fiction for scientists. They. Yeah. It, it's just a cope. Um, they, they, it's just some rationalization that you can't verify ever. Um, mm-hmm. But even r- regardless of that, um, they're just kind of... So now you have this wide, expansive... And also there's tons of exposition that he's just explaining to her as things are going on. Not only that, there's they literally put a line in him where he says, this doesn't make sense. 
which is this filmmaker is telling us, listen, do not pay attention really what's going. Do not try to figure this out because we know it's bullshit. Just go along with the story, which is bullshit. (laughs) You can't just say that. I hate when movies and shows do this. Like, I know I'm being pedantic. Yeah, you are. Oh, I know this doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't make me feel better. I can't follow. You can't have emotional tension or dramatic tension when I, as the audience member, one, don't I could sort of follow what's going on, but then at any moment you can just throw a new rule in the mix, and it's like following a football game where they just keep breaking the rules. It's no longer a game. Mm-hmm. This is how this is how you create dramatic tension. There's a certain expectation on the audience, and you subvert it, or you change it, or you fulfill it, and then it's satisfying for us. Yeah, none of it re- like it doesn't track why they have superpowers. That doesn't track. It's because no. other multiverses, people have powers. I mean, it, that, that doesn't make sense uh, because the Jamie Lee Curtis auditor is, like, super powerful at one point. They get thrown through walls. The Daniels do, like, professional wrestling, we found out. Yes, they do. A lot of that's <laughs> which they, I appreciate yeah, it, I guess. They at do least. like it. Um, <laughs> so, for me, nothing happening in this film makes me feel anything i'm just i I was bored to tears at one point i mean i was checking my phone going how much time is left i've read some people say that yeah because i couldn't like there were again there i don't care what happens there's Mm -hmm. fighting for fighting's sake like even there was actually there was actually less fighting than i thought there was going to be in this movie oh really i it felt like there was so much fighting i mean even alpha wong picking the fight with the security people in the irs building to me didn't make any sense i'm like Mm -hmm. why is this happening what is this leading to why is he kicking the shit out of all these innocent people? Because we like, needed to start the movie, finally. Yeah. Because it took 30 minutes to start the movie, really, if you think about it. And he also just – and you got to defeat a great evil. First off, you knew uh, – I mean, at least for me, I knew right away it was going to be the daughter. Uh, yeah. I mean, I kept reading things that Jamie Lee Curtis was the villain, and I was like, they're showing this really early, so then I knew it wasn't going to Yeah, be and well, once they show, they had like – what was her name? Judy, what did they name her? Like her secret evil name was Judy – Topakai? Tupaki, uh, Jobu T- Tupaki, Jobu Tupaki. Once they showed it was a woman with like wearing the hat, I'm like, oh, that's her daughter. Okay, and honestly, that f- it started towards the end feel really allegorical, like I even or metaphorical, I guess. Mm-hmm. I started to think like, is her daughter actually the evil one, or is this kind of just all going on? In and what Michelle did we Yeoh's see? On it? I mean, she murdered people. Yes, in she the killed cops and but stuff. But like, how did we? We did not get really a sense of how or why she is really so evil ruthless and like unstoppable and well that's the thing why how did she learn all these power like she learned to bend the rules of the universe they just said because they overloaded her with the thing okay that that's that sounds yeah and great. another multiverse right yeah with, with the alpha well, that, long and alpha but that was to explain that. why she went insane and evil i get not it. to explain how she actually went bad uh, yeah. Sorry, how? Sorry, it explained well, why she was evil. Mm-hmm. It didn't explain how she learned to be super powerful and create the everything bagel. Yes, and Which it I thought was kind of funny actually. But that's so. It's just a Rick and Morty. Yeah, episode. It's just a Rick and Morty trope. You're right. Yeah. Um. So, and even and yes, yeah, she indiscriminately kills the cops. She does it in a funny way where they pop their heads pop into confetti. Which, by the way. I these guys seem to be fans of comedy. Yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Kyle Dunnigan. He has a YouTube no. channel. He's a comedian. He's been on like the Amy Schumer stuff. He's hilarious. He does amazing impressions. Okay. He's got a whole series called uh, uh, 
what is it? The Fresh Prince of DC. He does an amazing Joe Biden. And he had another Joe Biden series of Star Trek mm-hmm. where Joe Biden's Kirk and they have like Elon Musk. And oh, uh, it, dude, it's so funny. But in the episodes, <laughs> in the Star Trek little series, it's like three episodes and Michael Jackson is the bad guy. And at what point he's killing people mm-hmm. and their heads pop up into confetti just like in the movie. Oh, okay. And this came out years, this was year, a few years ago. Okay. So I'm like, Ooh, it could be parallel thinking because it is a, a silly way of killing people. But it sounds, it seemed like they were, felt like they were ripping off this comedian. Well, there's a lot of things um, that were ripping off. I mean, the whole hot dog fingers thing, that's a Rick and, that's definitely, yeah, Rick and Morty so- didn't do it, but like. That whole stuff was, this is Rick and Morty humor. Right. And Rick and Morty's better at it. Yes, correct. You know? Um, And I'm not slight. I don't want to sound like I'm slighting them too much. It's just, it's almost like they took a bunch of whole good ideas to make one massive great idea. And it it just didn't track. Uh, I, I felt like nothing tracked. They just kept throwing rules. They have him explain all the rules, which I thought was expository enough, but I still appreciated him explaining the rules because at least I could follow it. Yeah. But then there's just this random indiscriminate uh, mayhem going on. Like yeah. even the granddad being from another universe and he's part of the team. Well, why are they... Why? How did he just randomly become part of the team? They don't really explain how he is important to the story, and they try to fit it in the end, which was fine for the end, right? But you don't get any real background into why he, Alpha Grandfather, is yeah. important. Also part of the team. Yeah. Like, the husband makes sense. Uh, of course. Because yeah. it's like, oh, we got to get the husband involved, but also the grandfather got involved, and yeah. he's like his own type of leader and has his own sort of team and seems to have and he has his authority. own authority and he has his own uh he has his to build tension with the the husband he has his own ways of thinking how to handle this yeah well we he, gotta i gotta kill evelyn and then even the security guard fight then the security guard gets involved at the end like he activates the security guard and he activates the girl like jenny slate i think is the actress's name from jenny slate from, from twitter yeah <laughs> from uh <laughs> From the um, sorry, I'm laughing at my own joke, but it's yeah. true. I actually, I actually don't know that she joke. just she tweets she tweets all the time. Oh, she I've no, I, I don't that. know her in anything I, else other than her Twitter feed. Oh no, she was on. She was actually and she's a writer. I hilarious. Think. Well, she was on SNL for a bit, and okay. she's she has a character in Parks and Rec, and she's hilarious. Okay, I only have known her from oh, I don't know uh, her Twitter at all from uh, things you might know. Uh, Jenny <laughs> blue check mark, and then I see her tweets. Oh, okay. Um, so she's a customer at her laundromat. She gets activated, and then yeah. there's a bunch of randos. The randos make yeah. sense. How do we? But I'm know- like, are these people? Have they been spying on her? Like, why are? That's why it felt allegorical and how metaphorical. Are these, how are these random people who have nothing to do with their lives all of a sudden being able to be uh, activated through the multiverse? Other than yeah. other than uh, Joy, uh, the daughter, being able to. Even then, they don't show that she can just do that, really. Yeah. So how does it make sense that they can just all of a sudden just turn like they're all of a sudden becoming Agent Smith and they're bad guys? Yeah. So there's that, one. And then (laughs) two, and they're trying to bury the lead or not make you guess that it's her daughter, even Mm -hmm. though if you're really paying attention, you should assume it right away. Mm -hmm. Um, They say, like, she's the only one that can defeat this great evil. Yeah. But then when it turns out it's the daughter, I guess you're supposed to just assume she's the one because it's her daughter? Yeah. Or is it just coincidence that it's her daughter? I mean, once they go into it, then I think it's always going to be her daughter. But, like, yeah, I th- at first I thought it was just coincidental like that the that the evil person, like, co-opted the daughter for this yeah. 
that's how I originally took it until they w- actually went into the story a little bit more. And then I'm like, oh, so it's always a daughter no matter what. Right. Um, mm. It's just it, like every fight scene, dude. I was so bored because it doesn't matter how good the choreography is. There's and no it was. It was pretty good, sense. And there's, it's good. Yeah. So there's no sense of the story progressing. No. So this is why, like, you can't just copy the Matrix fight scenes, for example, which mm-hmm. are awesome. But they, you're also able to enjoy them because they're moving forward. Yeah. They're going up through the elevator. They're going to save Morpheus, for example. So they're going to, and you know, they have to win this Neo. fight to get up into the elevator to get through the ages to find Morpheus. You know where they're yeah. going. Neo learns kung fu so he can lose in the first ha- first act of the movie to Morpheus. Yes, to show that he grows at the end. Exactly. You're sense. watching the characters grow. Yeah, you're watching the story grow and progress and move forward, and it's going to an inevitable conclusion. This, you have no idea even where the story is, no. and you don't know how it's supposed to conclude yeah it's are definitely they the supposed to become friends I, but it's the whole movie it is so the only thing that worked that i was able to hang on to was the relationship between her and the husband and then towards the end the daughter as well i actually thought the daughter when she was evil did the, a really good job i thought, I thought she was really funny was, i thought the acting was pretty good i love the act I so the acting was i thought good. michelle yo was great i thought she the had, husband was fantastic they had a lot to show they were given even though we are I completely agree with the story itself the plot is all over the place i would say the characters themselves uh have a lot of room to have to show different emotions correct so it's able to actually show an actor's range and they do a good job i, I thought th- i thought the whole family was great yeah Michelle Yeoh, the husband. I mean, the relationship between Michelle Yeoh and the husband carries the film. Yep. It's the only thing that keeps me going. And I listen, the second half, and it's always a good thing when the second half of the movie is better than the first. Mm-hmm. It was. Once Alpha Wong died and I actually cared, then they actually hooked me in the movie a little. And I was like, okay, because I really wanted to give it a chance. I, I did not want to dislike this film. Yeah. Um, but it just it didn't last very long. And then when it actually switched to her daughter um, – even they're developing the relationship with their daughter and it just felt a little on the nose by the end where, okay, the daughter's a nihilist and she's saying nothing matters yeah. and she we went into ma- We went into the Matrix philosoph- yeah. philosophical questions. Right. Wong is a, an existentialist in a lot of ways, uh, the husband yeah. in, in some respects, in, in certain versions of him. Um, she, yeah, the daughter is a nihilist, uh, that's for sure. The mother's um, regretful about her choices, and she has to learn to appreciate the life that she has, and yeah. she does by the end. Yeah. Um, well, like, which would all make perfect sense, uh, and shows growth with all within all these characters if it was just set up a lot better. And because the payoff is there, but it's not, it's not a good payoff because everything's leading up to that is just not is uh, I don't want to say slipshod, but it's just me- very very messy and doesn't work. Well, yeah, I. The payoff isn't there because it doesn't progress. So point being that that last 30 minutes could have happened like in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's not like I felt like, oh, now we're getting to this moment. Well, now yeah. we get to appreciate this. Now give me give me the the whole um, reconciliation between the family and I could really enjoy it. And it's been building for the last two hours. It yeah. hasn't been. It hasn't been building. Nothing's been building. No. It's just scenes. And we get no – like I said, we get no – we don't we get the reason why the daughter is the evil one but we don't get we and we get a sense of like her powers obviously we do not get a sense of why 
her fighting this Evelyn is so important to the multiverse. Like, you could have just easily said, listen, if she kills this Evelyn, the multiverse crumbles on itself and life as we know it is is put for everything. Right. Like, just put that in. We get no sense of the stakes. There's no stakes. Yeah. I Well, and also, when the and daughter... And you would think with something like this, there should be enormous stakes. Yeah. It, it seems like the universe is supposed to be on the line. But then when the daughter shows up, she starts killing the cops. So you're like, oh, she's going to kill Evelyn. And then for really inexplicably, she just doesn't kill her. No. And the, all the chances she has. Yeah. It seems by the end, she's trying to convince her to jump in the everything bagel. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Yeah. What? Well, when did this happen? Why is this? I don't understand it either. It was almost like, that's why if you want to like become Ale- crazy with me, I don't yeah, know. I, that's why I felt metaphorical. Like, is this going on in her head? And yeah. this is just about her and the daughter and not about the universe or mm-hmm. multiverse or whatever. I, I'm like, why doesn't she kill her? Mm-hmm. So even when she shows up and starts killing the cops, now it feels like there were stakes, and then they just ripped the uh, the rug out from underneath themselves. They just shot themselves in the foot. So I don't. They just undermined that entire scene. So even after that, the power and the uh, menace of the daughter, to me at least, was lost because I'm like, oh, the daughter doesn't want to kill her. Yeah. So why am I watching this? I. Don't disagree with you. I don't. I think you're right. It's just all over. The script is all over the place. Yeah. I don't want to say we're going from scene to scene to scene, but and it's probably going to win best original screenplay. Oh my god, man! <laughs> She's going to win a bunch of stuff. I know it already. Oh yeah, this movie's going to win a lot. Is Short Round the favorite? He's going to win. Yeah, he's great in the movie. Yeah. Love him in this film. Let's give him his real name. Just, to, just yeah, yeah. Ki Hoi Kwan. Ki Hoi Kwan. And. We'll talk. Uh, we said this off air. Well, I sh- we should bring it up on air. Uh, he is not a supporting actor. No, with the lead. He is. He is not the star. Like as we said, but the star but is Michelle Yeoh. He is the lead actor in this movie. Correct. He. This is essentially a twofer. Yeah. He is. He's in almost every scene. He has almost as emotion as almost the emotional heft that she does. He is. No, he does almost just as important. He hundred percent has the emotional heft that she does. And why? Show. Why did they put him in supporting actor, John? So he can win an Oscar. So he can win an Oscar. Listen, good for him. I want the guy to win an Oscar. He he kept the movie alive. Him and Michelle Yeoh, they're 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 and it's good casting. It. I, we got to give them. We just shit on them all completely for the story of this movie. But they casted this film well. They yeah, Jimmy Lee Curtis is great in it too. They knew he. They knew his positivity as a person would shine through this character and work. Yeah, and it and it does work. Yeah, you root for him. Oh yeah, hundred percent from the get go. Yeah, and it's his his goodness is not uh, fake in any way. Like you get it. Like it's like. I want to see this guy succeed. You feel bad for him when he wants to give the divorce papers to Evelyn because it's not yeah. working for him. And it's and you know deep down inside he doesn't really want to do it, but he just he's like I'm tired of this life. I feel yeah. Well, this, you know. well, he says it, and it actually made sense. And it was actually, I mean, this is the, the funny part: the human parts of the movie, like the actual intimate, uh, personal details of the family, mm-hmm. like the what's actually going on with the with the relationship in the laundry is the best part are the best parts of the movie. Yeah. Like when he says to her, he's like, I don't, he basically says, I don't really want to get divorced, but you don't want to talk about anything. Yeah. So I had to like shock you into actually having a conversation. Yeah. Um, and my absolute favorite part of the movie is the sequence where she like, uh, basically goes into her big 
sort of nihilistic uh, monologue at the end when Jamie Lee Curtis shows up. Yeah. And she signs the divorce papers, gives it to him, and then she loses it. And then Jamie Lee Curtis is like, okay, let her go. And then she goes to her, the, her husband and she's like, what did, what did you say to her? Mm-hmm. And he's crying and he says, uh, you know, oh, I just asked her, you know, I told her you're under a lot of stress and can you, we have a few more days. Yeah. Whatever. Something very simple and trivial. And he's just crying and then just walks away. I mm-hmm. thought that was the absolute best part of the movie. I was, I felt for him so much in that moment. I felt for her too. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I'm actually rooting for, for th- these people and for their marriage. For sure. Um, I, so that all works. I didn't understand the hype for Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, performance. And she is good. I didn't understand she's it. Fine. Yeah, she's good. Until the end where she has the, the they show outside. the and the relationship with uh, the alternate one of the alternate Hot Dog Fingers. Yeah, which is ridiculous, but uh, stupid. It's just it's, it's just stupid. silly for silly's sake and it's not it doesn't add anything. Yeah, you know? but it does it, show you how good Michelle and Jamie Lee Curtis are as actresses cuz you wind up buying into their relationship and their emotions when they're playing the piano and correct. what's going on. And then and then you get a sense of who Jamie Lee Curtis's character really is and why she's just a miserable IRS agent. Yeah. So then it's like okay, I still don't think she should be nominated for an Oscar for this role. But at least I understand now that like why people thought it was good because for a very long time into this movie I'm like I don't she's just a villain do, doing backbreaker just, moves yeah and because she's a name <laughs> and she's a she's a, yeah. a former Hollywood star we're gonna give her an Oscar nom yeah that's, that's what it felt yeah, like yeah but she, this, I mean but she is, winds up earning at least uh, I, I agree she, the character at least is not just like there at at the towards the end we finally get a reason why there's the payoff to her yeah. Because for a very long time, I was like, well, I don't understand this character. Yeah, it's par for the course for Hollywood. But yeah, you're yeah. right. I I, th- I think by the end, she under, I really liked uh, the scene outside with her, Michelle Yeoh, outside the laundromat talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, weed. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. That was fun. Um, but yeah, the hot dog fingers thing just yeah. felt silly for silly sake. There's a lot of just silly for silly sake. Yeah. And I'll say this too. My criticism, as good as the main actors were, and again, I feel like this is, I don't want to shit on these guys so much for coming from music videos like that's a bad thing or anything mm-hmm. but um it's like they didn't pay attention to the extras yeah did you notice how i found that the extras were so bad and unengaged mm-hmm. to the for the most part to the point where it took me out of the movie yeah like even the cop like so the i remember the big bald asian security guard was yeah. terrible yeah he was uh, like they just dragged him off the streets like man you come with me. like i can't even do the <laughs> delivery justice and then even the the cop the white guy that gets ends up getting killed yeah and she comes out the elevator and he like pulls the gun out then pulls it back and then he's kind of just staring at her mm-hmm. and i'm like what's going on here like this is just an actor who doesn't know what he's doing yeah um it was like the extras, even like there are times you see the extras running through and they're just completely unengaged. Mm-hmm. It's just they're, they're telling actors to run through or extras to run through the scene uh, like a music video. And well, they're also, not interested at all in how they look. Well, also like a movie that didn't think it was going to get nominated for 11 Academy Awards. Yeah, I guess. And I this guess movie, it's a rush job. This movie it definitely was, did not think it was going to get it. And, and I'll say this. I thought it, I did think the, the Daniels... It's, this is obviously a labor of love for them. They put a lot of effort yeah. into this. Technically, which, it's really good. Which I uh, I can appreciate that from them. You know, I I wish, I hope I get an opportunity to have make a labor of love. So I, I don't fault that or anything. Yeah. But, like, the success of this movie critically has to be completely 
they did not think this was going to happen while making this silly movie. Yeah, yeah, you, you, I could be right too. There's so no, maybe we're they were probably a too I, hard of the movie. I think they were trying to make a pretty good movie that could jumpstart their their career, and it's yeah. wind up. I, I said to somebody like, uh, "This could wind up being the apex of their career." Yeah, which I, it's like the woman from well, Coda. I, I kind of feel bad about that. Acclaim wise, you're saying acclaim wise. Yeah, right. I mean, I feel like they have a better movie in them. I I do. I think maybe they should probably have someone write their material, um, and then they could you know, go for, forward from there. Cause the Coen brothers, they're not. No, no, no. Um, cause they showed, I think directing wise and also edit the movie's pretty well edited. Um, which I kind of had a feeling it was going to be anyway, just going in. Yeah. It's a sleek, technically well-made film. Yeah. Um, it's not a special movie. I don't even think it's a good movie. No, it's no, because no, it's of the story. It's because of the script. Yeah. It's a weak script. Yeah. And it's silly. And, um, it's, arbitrary it's got a heart and a and a core to it that is for the most part not really developed till the very end of the movie Mm -hmm. um the multiverse rules and stuff i mean it feels like like a silly role-playing game they're just there and they're that's in now let's make a movie about it yeah let's put our ideas within what's in now right you know um so yeah, I don't know. I maybe I mean that's a good point because you know we are. This is sort of the, uh, what's the word? It's it, the expectations of its success now. Yeah. You know now now it's in another realm in terms of the criticism that that we're laying against it anyway mm-hmm. because it's now in the Oscars conversation. Yeah. Which are bullshit anyway, but you know, you, you can't help it being to be compared to past Oscar noms yep, like shit, like the Godfather mm-hmm. and the Godfather two <laughs> and not the Godfather three, but you know what I mean? Like just the greatest movies of all time, greatest American films of all time anyway. Yep. Um, and in that context, it's, uh, completely undeserved. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's just a, short. It's just, uh, this it's not as good again. As, to, it's not as good as Top Gun Maverick. No, not even close. Uh, script-wise, yeah. Anyway, um, but really, I mean, I mean, Top Gun Maverick is a just awesome movie. Uh, but yeah, the, the this is not. Again, it comes down to the script, mm-hmm. and it's a weak year, and it hit, checks all the diversity boxes. Um, so, so I'll counter that though. Elevated. I'll counter that a little bit because I know I tend to agree with like diversity for diversity's sake, but I am glad a movie like this was made. Because oh, I don't... it gave these people who pro like sh- like sh- like short round said in his speech when he won the Golden Globe, dude hasn't acted in almost forty years. Yeah, he's been a stunt coordinator, and like he completely accepted this. Like this is not what he wanted to do with his life, but he accepted yeah, that yeah. was going to be his life. And this opportunity came, and I think he knocked it out of the park. I think he's excellent in it, I and agree. like it gave Michelle Yeoh more of. A show, a, a way to show that she's just more. She's more than just like a badass martial arts actress. She she has like a, a huge emotional range that she pulls uh-huh. off. Like it give it gave all these even the young girl, the daughter. Like now she'll be in movies now because she's in this yeah. movie and she's got the Academy Award nomination for best supporting actress. And you know, gave Jamie Lee Curtis another opportunity to do something. I think it's good that these people had an opportunity to show that they're much more than what was given to them 
And I think that's a good thing in totality. Oh, I no, I absolutely agree with all of that. So. And I don't knock on the idea of, for example, having a very popular mainstream Hollywood movie about the Asian American experience, for yep. example, or in the Chinese immigrant experience, immigrant experiences in general. Mm-hmm. I, and I, it does give these guys opportunities. And let's be honest, the roles out there for Asians, especially older Asians, is virtually non-existent even yep. now. Um, and a big part of that is because those experiences just aren't written. I yep. think that's awesome. I'm just my only point being that the Oscars is always going to think that's awesome too, and they're always self self conscious about yeah. their nomination. Now they're going to give it now. The yeah, I know yes. that. I don't disagree. And with that, that is actually that. you could see as it being unfair to the movie because yeah. I didn't actually consider that point before. You were like, I th- these guys might have not expected this yeah. out of this, and now I'm judging it harsher than I would have. Yeah, if it was just like a cult movie that maybe won a bunch of awards at the Independent Spirit Awards. The movie came out last January. There's no way they thought. Oh wow! There's yeah, no way they thought this was going to be a thing. They it got good reviews right off the bat. Obviously, it got huge reviews. Yeah, they they probably thought, okay, we'll get like a, a screenwriting nomination and something and like an editing. Maybe originally when this first came out, people were saying maybe Michelle Yeoh gets like the fifth slot for best yeah. actress. There's no way they thought going. You know, once it started just building momentum and momentum, momentum, yeah, then sure. But when this first came out, no, absolutely yeah. not. Well, th- this is what happened. It came out in January, and it's yeah. like, oh, maybe it'll win this. Maybe and it'll not win a lot that. of other good movies came and out. And then the movies all sucked. Yep. This year <laughs> sucks. It sucks. Okay? We're not just saying that because, oh, we're trying to be commercials in all the fucking good old days of movies and stuff there there have been some great movies to come out over the last 10 years yeah but the years haven't been so great and this year in particular sucks yeah it just sucks so (laughs) they're just gonna and so then it makes sense where all right we're gonna find this movie it's a good movie critically acclaimed has a bunch of stars in it people got a nice story people like it uh, ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah, we're gonna throw this in. Who the fuck? Like, I'm not even saying. Here's Was it a hit too? It didn't make a lot, a lot of money, but based off its budget, a, a 108 hit, million. I guess. Yeah, yeah you know made, what I mean. Made I mean, money. everybody talked about this movie when it came out. I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I think it came out on Sundance, and it like. Yeah. Did well. uh, so I, I I was been wanting to watch this movie for months. I just never got around to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I. I'm not even saying, I mean, this year is probably so weak that I'm not even saying it's ridiculous this movie got all these nominations. Yeah. Because I do get it. Yeah. Uh, Like, I think it's ridiculous. Like, it's not even ridiculous to me that this script got nominated. because Especially an original script. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. It's more ridiculous to me that Glass Onion got nominated because <laughs> I don't think there's anything redeemable about that movie. There's a yeah. lot that's redeemable here. Yeah. Uh, even technically speaking, editing-wise, visually, certainly acting-wise, the best part, the relationships between the families, all realistic, all mm-hmm. make sense. The juxtaposition between her and the movie star self, where mm-hmm. she never had a kid and never married, and it's her and her husband in another life. Really nice. Really like that. Yeah. Uh, and again, all happens in the second half of the film. The whole sci-fi element and the sci-fi story and the good versus evil story completely falls flat. Yeah. Doesn't makes sense doesn't track there's no tension in it there's no stakes in it yeah um like it undermines itself with the stakes cuts it again cuts itself at the at the heels 
um, where it's like good versus evil and she's trying to kill all the Evelyns and as soon as they meet, she doesn't kill her and she's asking her to go on adventures with her at the multiverse. You're like, where yeah. is this going? And it just, and then we're just they just kind of forget about it. They, yeah, when there were two rocks and we're being mother and daughter now. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, oh, we just forgot about that, I guess. Fuck it. Well, yeah. It's just about the family now, which was the best part anyway. Yeah. But you should have probably maybe set that up before. And there was a lot of setup for this movie. Like I said, the movie doesn't start until like a half hour. We could have gotten a yeah. lot of stuff in that first half hour instead of what we got. Especially because the whole multiverse <laughs> thing just happens out of nowhere anyway. Yeah. So it could have started minute five. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Because all of a sudden mean? you see in the security cam, Alpha Wong just took over Wong. And yeah. He starts, you know, jumping up the, around the laundromat. Right. And then you don't talk about it for another 15 minutes until they're in the elevator. Yeah. In the IRS building. It's not good when you. Uh, the only for good thing about those first thirty minutes is that you got a sense of who Evelyn was. That's yeah. it. That's the only. But we didn't need thirty minutes for that. Right. I mean, <laughs> we didn't I need it. We didn't need thirty minutes of knowing Evelyn uh, doesn't approve that her daughter is a lesbian. Uh, uh, yeah, and even, disregards her nice husband. You know, right. you could have gotten that all in ten minutes. And, uh, like, even talking to the customers and the Chinese New Year party. Yeah. And the whole thing with Jenny Sue where they had to go upstairs and get the clothes. Mm -hmm. uh, like, oh, they have to keep clothes up there because they're struggling. We got all that beforehand. They fucking live above the laundromat. Yeah. Like, we understand. She's got an invalid father from China who, by the way, part of the plot or the subplot, I guess, is that the daughter wants to introduce the grandfather as to her girlfriend and the mom doesn't want to and the daughter yeah. has a problem with that yeah the daughter barely knows the grandfather i don't yeah. even know why the daughter cares yeah that didn't even make sense either it just it, that just felt like well the whole thing also didn't make sense they made it seem like he was coming but he was already there yeah that too that i was he just wandered out oh yeah you're right I, he, like he's the, eating breakfast with them and he was Remember, he blows his nose into the napkin and like, starts remember, eating from remember grant remember your thing. daughter and she barely speaks chinese yeah uh so why does she care? Why is it important to her that this father, who the mom already has an ambivalent relationship with because he abandoned, we find out later, he basically kicked her out, yeah. abandoned her and said, fuck off, you're not marrying this guy or we're going to cut you off. Mm -hmm. um, and But the daughter, it's really important to the daughter yeah. that she introduces her girlfriend to him, who, yeah. a, a guy she barely even knows. Who was already, but he's already... It, it, and why would the, the grandma? The why script would the supervisor care? missed a few things there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, this doesn't track. Right away, I was like, why do you give his shit? Yeah, you don't even know this guy. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. There, there's just, and again, that that seemed to be a thing with this script where things are well, just I guess the falling away. I guess though, the subtext would be she actually really cares about how the mom. Well, that's it, okay, that's but they're the for, that's what I'm saying though. They're forcing subtext yeah. in a scenario that doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's so many other ways you can do it. The mom doesn't approve. Like uh, we get it right away. Yeah. She's a, she's an immigrant mom from China with old school traditional values. Yeah, and it's the modern daughter living in the modern world in America and doesn't speak the their native language. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I mean, a tale an immigrant tale as old as time. Yeah. That all makes sense, and we will get it immediately. Yeah. So I again, it's like the with the daughter being evil Jobu, uh, wanting to kill the Evelyns and just doesn't kill her. That just falls away. Now yeah. it's a mother daughter relationship. Okay, that just got added in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that just it, it's like throwing the rules of superpowers. Oh, you can learn kung fu from this other woman, but also you're super powerful at it. 
which also doesn't make sense. Shang Chi the movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> random points. So that's what I'm saying. There's just so many arbitrary elements that don't really tie together. The only thing that holds on mm-hmm. is the core relationship of the wife, husband, and then daughter. Yep. Yeah. And I that agree. tracks because there's so much context, even just visually, immediately, mm-hmm. that you immediately understand. Yeah. I mean, especially for someone who lives in America, Chinese immigrant family that owns a laundromat. Mm-hmm. So, and you could you show them hanging around. There's so there's so much you don't need to say. Yeah. And they don't have to. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just again, I go back to, to the script. The script. It's not a great script. Uh, I don't even say mm-hmm. it's messy. It's just, um, it's not. I don't know. Realized? It's not well written. It's not. I, I. I don't even say it's realized because I don't think the ideas were necessarily great. Mm-hmm. I thought they were um, pretty uh, cliche, conventional by sci-fi standards. Yeah. Quite simple, superficial. Uh, there's a lot of superficiality to this sci-fi world they're creating. Yeah. Like beyond, uh, it's like uh, level one world building. And we don't really want to develop it because, again, this is why I go back to the idea of it being an allegory or metaphor, because it's just a MacGuffin for the emotional story. Yeah. Which is fine, but you put so much effort and so much time and energy on creating, on at least uh, giving us exposition on how this world works. And the entire story is... Uh, all the battles are fought through the rules of this world that you've created. Yeah. And you honestly, you just can't think of it, the rules, because the rules don't make sense at all. So you can't even yeah. go over it. But I don't, it We such... can't even go over it in this podcast because it just makes no sense. There's no point. Yeah. There's just no point in talking about that, actually. It's not even it's so much the rule. It's also... Because you, you will get bogged down watching this movie if you start asking questions. Right. And that's not really... You shouldn't do that. You know, like uh, some movies, obviously, yes. And I think some, when you really look and think about this, you will be like, oh man, that's really terrible. This is stupid, all that stuff. If you just go along with the ride of what this movie is, I think you'll enjoy it a little bit more. But like, it's it's fucking hard though, man. But uh, it's It's also really hard when they put such a major focus on explaining to you what the rules are. And it doesn't make sense i mean imagine <laughs> in the matrix because this takes uh, a ton from the matrix yeah um which everybody every sci-fi movie does now even if inadvertently yeah um you can't help but compare it but let's say neo's fighting agent smith and neo just a gun materializes out of his hand because mm-hmm. he thought about it or agent smith brings a plane down through the ceiling and you're like when did this when was this possible yeah no one explained this to me that's what's yeah. happening in this movie yeah. they're explaining all the rules and then there's just these things happening yeah so jobu becomes super powerful she could turn people's heads into confetti where was that rule yeah you know because technically they're still living on multiversal earths so you're yeah. still living on uh or phys- the laws of physics and that's you know, what I'm saying. And then you're the going, universe. and if you're going to say she learned how to break the rules, you got to say that. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be a way you got to get that exposition in there or the, or better show it. Yeah. Or, and then Michelle Yeoh is able to jump between multiverses, but you never get the sense like when she's the movie star that she's taking over the movie star's body. Yeah. You get the sense that she's watching the world and it, and they're like one creature. They're yeah. like one human being. Right. But then the daughter takes over her daughter yeah. in the in her world mm-hmm. like agent smith would yep 
right? So the daughter just becomes evil. And yep. then when it goes back to the regular daughter, it's same with the husband. That's why I didn't it think... It goes back to That's the, why I thought it was like some evil entity that just takes over the, the daughter's body. Yeah, but, but the yeah, husband I does agree. the same thing with the other husband and he has no memory of how they got there. No. But then the movie star... There's never a moment where the movie star is like, uh, what happened? Yeah, it's not consistent. So, yeah, there's an inconsistency. Yeah. And again, there are stories where there's inconsistencies. Like superhero comics are a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it works better in comics. It, it wouldn't be as good in the movies. But superhero comics, like the, the power levels and all that stuff from issue to issue, series to series, story to story, um, is just kind of arbitrary and up to the reader. That's mm-hmm. kind of the nature of superheroes. But when you have a movie like this... One, you have to explain the rules, mm-hmm. and you do you painstakingly explain the rules, so we're able to follow them. Yep. And then when you break the rules and random shit is happening, uh, not only can I not follow it, you've just sucked all the tension out of the movie. Yeah. So the only tension that exists is the or emotional if you, tension. Or if the rules are broken, it should be at the climax, and it's like a holy shit moment, and you fit, right. You know, they tell you how. But it should, then that they actually highlights yeah. the consistency of the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've break we've broken it now. Yeah. Um, but it's just constantly getting broken. Fights yeah. are just happening randomly. Well, they need to. Why. They needed to show their comedy through breaking the rules. That's why. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. They're, they're a lot of these scenes are just happening for laughs. Yeah. Like, the husband Alpha Wong, again putting the rocks in the fanny pack and fighting yeah. the security guards. I thought this was. I thought he was doing it for a reason. Like that's, but there's not. He's just like, are these security guards evil? Yeah. No, they're just regular people. Yeah. So I'm like, why is he fighting them? Yeah. Like people are just gonna. We're still in the real world, right? People are just gonna call the cops. So again, I'm I'm thinking about it too much, but you've created a world where this is the real world. Everybody acts the same. It's not like it's Vision of the Body Snatchers or they live. Yeah. And he's like, hey, by the way, all these people are actually. Uh, evil, maniacal sociopaths that can turn on you in an instant. Like, those aren't the rules you're setting up. No. So, yeah, the the rule inconsistency and the world inconsistency from... Uh, points out the nonsensicalness of the idea of the multiverse in general. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just so... It was just so arbitrary and unoriginal, honestly, too. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of the yeah. tropes that... You know. This entire world, this entire multiverse, yeah. they could have thought up in five minutes, and it seems oh, like sure. they did. Yeah. yeah, like oh yeah, there's a multiverse. They had a they had a mother father daughter story, and they had to try to figure out a way yeah. to put it through. Uh, in and a I just more think they sense. they work backwards from what's funny, what's yeah. funny and silly. Let's just make it funny and silly. Yeah. A lot of dildos. Yeah, fun for a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> like again, a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all I was thinking when that stuff was happening. I'm like, I've seen this better. Yeah. <laughs> on Adult Swim. <laughs> I've seen this done better. Uh, so, what would your score be for this movie? Uh, 59. Oh, you actually went higher than me. Oh, really? Surprisingly, after you shit on it way more than I did. I, I was going to, I gave it like a 55. Yeah. Okay. I think I think it's I'm, worth it's watching. It's getting points for the emotional. It, it, I'm being nice. Yeah. I'm being nice. I think, I think. I hate a bad script. I think some people. I think it should be watched. You know, you can make up your own mind. Um. I'm. You know. Uh. I think people should give it a shot, especially because if it's gonna, if it's not, because it not, if it's me, it is nominated for a bunch of Oscars. It's probably gonna win the big one. So I think there people should watch it alone just for that reason to see 
what it's like and they can make their own opinions about it. Um, I will watch this again at some point just to see if I was wrong. It's kind of like the Irishman. I did not like the Irishman at first and now I do. Uh Um, so I will give this movie a shot at some point again. Um, and then I'll see how I feel. But, uh, you know, if I went 10 years without watching it, I wouldn't be upset about it. Yeah, no, I, I won't yeah. watch this movie. Again. I, I, there are certain scenes I would watch. I mm-hmm. could see myself enjoying and watching again. Uh, really love the acting. I mean, uh, Quan and Michelle Yeoh just knock it out of the park, I think. Yeah. Um, well deserved those Oscar noms. So that bumps it up. Also, be, honestly, because I'm really am taking into account, you know, which I didn't consider what you said, mm-hmm. was these guys came out with this movie in January. We're trying to come up with a fun film. And I'm not putting the pressure the critical pressure that all these oscar noms are yeah i'm leaving that alone because i just think they got lucky with that and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rate it like i would uh a godfather or uh, what have you saving private ryan or you know movies like that yeah if we saw if we reviewed this movie last january or february when it first came out we would probably we would have the same I would give the same score. Yeah, but I think I think it wouldn't be as bad. Like I th- I don't think you would I don't think we would go in being like disappointed that the uh best picture favorite is like this movie. It would just be like, okay, well, you know, it was a movie that got good reviews, a call a day. Yeah. And uh I mean the reviews you know, uh, the expectations or whatever it has is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh what is it on Metacritic? I don't know. That I don't know, but the audience score was like a 91 That's on Rotten Tomatoes. So people really liked it who watched it. Uh, one second. Everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. Hold on, I'm gonna find it really. I have an 81. I'm not a critic. It's really high. It's very high. Whatever, man. 81. Yeah. 7.8 on the user score, though. A little better than. I'm telling you though, man. A twenty four, a twenty four make just churn. They are like the new focus features. They tur- churn yeah, out I these, know. these Oscar winners. You know, if you want to make a movie that's up for Oscars, yeah. go to a twenty four, man. The New Yorker gave it a forty eight. Look at this guy. The New Yorker, really. Despite the presence of Michelle Yeoh, this is a vapor puff of corporatized fantasy. I love the New Yorker with its bland and faux universal life lessons. The film goes off as a sickly, cynical feature length directorial pitch reel for a Marvel movie. Yeah, he might be right. <laughs> the John, the elitist New Yorker, which it is, yeah. but I love the New Yorker. The elitist liberal New Yorker does not like this movie. <laughs> Good. I'm on the New Yorker side for once. I am. I'm. A, I like the New Yorker. It's a good magazine. Um, but uh, all right. That's not. That, I don't think that's entirely wrong either, though. What that. That no. little blurb is. I don't think that's entirely yeah. wrong. I probably this, won't agree with everything he says in this. Article, these are, but these are definitely, you know, this is definitely, a, like I said, like the woman who did Coda. This is a stepping stone film that just so happens to be heavily uh, pushed and and awarded now. And they didn't, and just like that, that woman who made Coda, no way she thought what happened last no, year no, was going to no happen. Way. Same thing with these guys. No way. There's no absolutely no way. So, you know. I, in a way, I feel bad for them because the, the expectations now for them are, you know, it's a little nutty. And I feel bad for all three of those people. So hopefully they get a chance to make better movies and not with, like, that kind of uh, uh, attachment to yeah. them. So 
Uh, we are the Flicky Podcast. You heard John Sai. Uh, you, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and uh, you can give us five stars. Give us a comment. Uh, give us a suggestion either on how we do this podcast or a movie. Uh, speaking of suggestions, suggestions on movies, what would you like to do next week? I don't know. I don't have one. Well, you, you said you, you said you wanted to do Tar at some point. Yeah, probably not ne- next week. Okay, so because that's two two hours and fifty minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> so that that kicks that out. That kicks out Avatar because that's another. That's like a three hour movie. So we could do another surprise. You could tell me what you would like. Okay, at some point. All right, we'll think about it. All right, guys. All right, till next time. Bye. Bye.